From ABC, this is The Popcorn with Peter Travers Podcast. I'm Peter Travers, and this is a show featuring the world's biggest stars and top filmmakers. They drop by our studio to talk about their latest projects and their lives. And my guest today, film and TV actress, dancer, writer, producer, Jada Pinkett Smith. She just does it all. And here we go. Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn Here, where we tell you what's popping in the pop culture. And my guest today, Jada Pinkett Smith, just pick anything. You know, she's acting, she's singing, she's dancing, she's an activist. You're married to Will Smith. You're the mother of two teenagers. Yes. Oh, my God. That alone would take six (laughs) shows to deal with. Absolutely. I know that. But, Jada, welcome. It's great to have you here on the show. It's great to be here. So I'll start by being professional and go to what's just happening now, which is Gotham. Gotham. Which is Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. I love Gotham. I'm so glad that they decided to resurrect my character and bring her back. Yeah, she was gone. She was. I thought Jada's not having a good time or something. (laughs) Oh, no. And she said, I want to be gone from this. Oh, no, it wasn't that at all. We had always uh, been in agreement that it was just going to be for a year, the Fish Mooney character was created for the television show, basically I'm to... Fish Mooney, bitch. bitch. I yes. had to do it. I, you know, I, it's just You do it better than Fish. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no one does anything better. But yeah, you know, she was just, you know, brought there for that first season, and that's what the agreement was. But then, who knew that people would love her so much? So then they brought her back. You either love her or you love to hate her, but either way, it's still love. Oh, it's, it's love. Yeah. And people, come on, bad girl. Yeah, she's a bad girl. Come on. Yeah, unapologetically, too. And that's the best kind. Absolutely. You know, you want to have that. Absolutely. Was that the appeal to you, or is that really you? Are you basically uh, behind the scenes there? Uh, No, I think what the real appeal was, was when Bruno talked to me about the character, he really wanted to collaborate in creating the character. And that was the true appeal, because you don't get that very often. How did he pitch you on playing it? Um, he basically, what, she was a gangster, you know, basically. We didn't know much about her background, and that she was part of the entertainment business at some point. And then the rest, we kind of crafted. I don't want to say she's not a real character. Right. She is. Right. But she's over the top, top. and beyond yeah. what that is. That has to be fun. It's to do. so fun. I mean, I, when, when he spoke of the fact that she was um, interested in the, the Hollywood um, aspect, like the entertainment, I, I figured that this was a woman who kind of put her character together as, a, as an old Hollywood star that that's how she saw herself, you know, this very glamorous, you know, well-to-do, elegant uh, Hollywood star from, like, the 50s. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what I based her off of. And then also a little bit of Griselda Blanco, who was one of the fiercest female gangsters that ever walked the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of Hollywood and a little bit of grit. Ever since the thought Fish was gone, and then she was resurrected. She's not the same fish. No, she's, she's not. She's got, like, I'm afraid to reach over. <laughs> because that Be touch. Yeah. She can change your, your thoughts. She can control your mind. My wife believes she can do that. I think every I, wife believes they can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we, it's eerie. Yeah, we pray that that's a superpower that we have with our husbands, <laughs> for sure. 
Well, this is interesting, too, because you're in Gotham. Yes. Will just did suicide. suicide squad. So what was going on around the house? Just eating and drinking and living comic books? Uh, no, I wish. But we are happy that we're part of the DC family, at least, you know. You it's are? All, oh, yeah. yeah. It's all in the same family, so that's good. So the kids felt good about you uh, playing Fish Mooney? Oh, yeah. You know, teenagers, because I know what that's like. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> when they watch what you're doing, yeah, there's usually there's no critic like a, a teenager. teenager. That's <laughs> real talk right there. <laughs> yeah, That's just the way it is. Yes. So what uh, what do Jaden and Will say to to you and Will when they're uh, when they see? Uh, the fruits of your labor, let me put it that way. Well, I know Jaden, the first year of Gotham, and even till this day, he's like, when are you bringing me on to Gotham so I can wear my white Batman suit? And I was like, there's only room for one Batman. We, the albino Batman has not been introduced yet. <laughs> you could have done that. <laughs> no. Yeah, come on. But, um, you know, he definitely wants to participate in, in the comic book world in, in some way. And Willow just loves Fish Mooney because she's just so gangster. Will, Willow really likes <laughs> badass women so <laughs> <laughs> there it is yeah there it and is she had you as a role model at home exactly right. that, that was part. it that part of it was really good <laughs> so then you come home after right. you've had on that wig and you you all done up as fish yeah how much of her do you take home with you? None. Oh, come on. Not one it bit. It would be irresistible. Not one bit. You couldn't. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be married and I wouldn't have children that could love me if I went home as Fish Moody. It's just not going to work. That's one character you leave on set for yeah. sure. Have you ever taken any of your characters home? Um, not in a while, to be honest with you. you I might have, like Niobe maybe a little bit. Oh, I think from, you, the Matrix. from the Matrix. Yeah, it was Matrix. a little hard for me because even like my body, I gained about maybe 10 pounds of muscle. And so I was constantly working out. Every aspect of my life at that time was for Niobe. So it was very hard to disconnect from that character throughout all the, the whole filming process. And I, that, those last two of the trilogy yeah. were shot at the same time, practically, yes. weren't they? So yes. you were looking And the video game. Thing. We did a video, video game. game you know, we did a video game as well, and, and a video game movie in the video game that uh, Niobe was a, was a big part of. But you see, you, I'm looking at you, and I just see all of these different things. Oh, you, I, I, you, you, I bet you do. I do. I, I know see, you do. I know this innocent, different world on TV. Right. And then basically you could just be Fish Mooney. Yeah. Or you could turn around and have your own metal band. Yeah. You know, Wicked Wisdom. Yeah. I mean, that was... I love it's it. It's so incredible. Yeah, it, that was that was you a lovely time. You have to be time. completely schizophrenic. I'm I not mean, believing I am at it. You know yeah. what? If Will was sitting here, he'd say the same thing. Then it I is bet he would. five million women that live inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> Trust <laughs> and believe that. Yeah. Yes. And so, thank goodness, there's a there's you know a place that I can kind of express all those women through art. Well, it is a kind of great. It's, it is a kind of therapy. Yeah, it? it is. Although I don't think all those women inside of you get along all the time. No, they there don't. There might be a little bit We've of a learned. Conflict. We've learned how to just live in harmony, all of us. We have. It's interesting because you had, you know, in summer, there's a lot of talk about the movies and they're big. And 
you're in this, what everybody thought was a little movie that might come and go called Bad, Bad Moms. Moms. And the world found it. Yeah. Especially women found Yes. It. And they said, yeah, this is, this is how it is. Definitely. Now you, you are on the Christina Applegate team. Yes. Not the other one where it was going to be, this is the way things should be. Right. And the other moms are saying, we're so screwed up. We, we can't <laughs> do this anymore. Right. So I'm saying to you, Jada, where do you really fit in? Um, I think more in the Mila Kunis lane. You're where in it's that, just, the rebel. The, yeah, the rebel. You know, it's like there's all different ways in which you can be a mom. There's not one way to be a mother. And you really have to find what works for you, you know. And, um, and so I, I definitely, in the extreme case of the, the Mila Kunis lane, of, of the, the bad mom's world, definitely. I'm definitely a rebel in that way. Would you say that you're a strict mom? I would say that I believe in the earlier stages of, of uh, my children's lives, I was far more strict. And as they got older, they got more and more and more freedom. Um, I feel as though, my, my theory is that um, you, you, you create strong boundaries in, in when they're really young. And then as they get older, you start to trust them more and kind of stretch those boundaries out. Because really, my idea is to get them to independence quickly. Mm -hmm. By the time you're 18, I want you to believe that you can handle anything. That's my belief. Is that now, where a lot Jaden of people, is now? That's where Jaden is. Yes, He's yeah. 18. He's 18. He's 18 yeah. years old. And Willow will be 16, October 31st. When I was reading a couple of things about you, I was really struck by your own parents and your own yeah. growing up, especially the women in yeah. your life, your mom and your grandmother. Yes. That was major. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah. My grandmother was a real uh, incredible force in my life. Uh, she was a woman who believed in me at a very young age. And uh, my mother was a young parent. So what my mother taught me was the, the power of freedom because my mom was a young mom, so we were more like sisters. So as she was growing up, um, you know, I was growing up with her, but I got a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom in which I was able to um, find my own way. And, um, and with my grandmother, she really instilled in me a lot of, values that I could carry with me as I was finding my own way. So they were both very instrumental in me um, having the power to self-actualize and develop at a very early age. So there's confidence in that. Absolutely. In, in coming at life with confidence. Absolutely. And I don't think if I hadn't had that confidence, I wouldn't have been able to come to L.A. at 17 years old. I came to L.A. at from 17, Baltimore? from Baltimore. Yeah. Well, actually, I came from North Carolina School for the Arts because I went to North Carolina School for the Arts mm -hmm. for a year. And um, I told my mother at the end of my first year in college, I said, listen, because I'd gone to Baltimore School for the Arts for four years for high school, but two years prior to that for the after school program, Twigs. So I said, listen, I can either go to law school mm -hmm. or I can go to L.A. and see if I can do this acting thing. And she said... We're going to go to L.A. and see if you can do this acting thing. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was a pivotal moment. And the fact that she could see me and trust a se her 17-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to go to L.A. by herself. She came out with me for like the first two months. 
And then she went back to L.A. after I got my first pilot. Did that scare you when she wasn't there with you? Anymore? No. No, you Mm-mm. just had I was come. ready. That's what I'm saying. It's like because I had had that, that training, I had so much time for self-development and so much independence, mm-hmm. you know, that I could have anything. So being in L.A. by myself was really nothing. It was much better than being on those streets of Baltimore alone. And let me tell you, <laughs> really? that was something else. <laughs> that sometimes I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore. Let now. me tell you. Not many jobs, not hey. many things for that. Yeah, it's a tough Especially the life I was living, I tell you what. So well, what were you doing? What do you mean the life you were living? Yeah. You threw that away. Well, what was happening there? You know, I was I was on those streets for real, for real. Really? And, you know, and, and I'm grateful for that time, to be honest with you, because um, a lot of things I learned on those streets that by the time I got to L.A., nobody could pull any wool over my eyes at all. I, was I wouldn't ready. try that. I wouldn't try that at <laughs> any time. See, that <laughs> part. No. That part I mean, right That there. part is good to do that. <laughs> That's right. But you get there, you're dancing, you know. Again, yeah. this is physical. Yeah. It means that you're comfortable in your own skin. Absolutely. You know? You're going to do this. and do, I, it, It's hilarious to me, though, that when you meet Will, you're auditioning to play his girlfriend yes! on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And they told and me I was too short. Short. What is that? <laughs> Nobody will believe this. Yes. You two? No, that's not going to happen. How about that? Yeah, that's and that great. Was you the first showed time. them. I showed them. <laughs> Guess what? I ended up marrying him now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. But was that like a love at first sight moment? No. No. <laughs> not at no, all. Not at all. Oh. And let me tell you, I came out of that audition and Will was there. So I guess his little technique was he would come when, you know, they were auditioning the girlfriends because he was checking out the girls. <laughs> right. So he was trying to talk to me, you know, once I came out of the audition. I was like, you don't have anything to say to me. I didn't even get the role. So we're going to keep this moving. So that was our first. <laughs> that was our first interaction. <laughs> that was our first interaction. And of course, you know, over. Over, over years, we became friends, and um, you know, as time went on, that friendship turned into something far more. Well, that's great because it sounded like you know we're going to keep this moving. Yes. Doesn't sound really promising. <laughs> exactly, it wasn't. He must have been very persistent. He uh, was. He was. He was persistent. He really was. I give him that. Well, that's great that this happens. But then, as all of these changes happen in your life, and I say. When I'm saying that you're confident, I think that's great to see in somebody. Thank you. And people have said, well, she's very outspoken. Yes. I loved how last year when Thank you, you spoke up about the lack of diversity yes. at the Oscars. And somebody said, well, but she's mad because Will wasn't nominated for concussion. Well, why shouldn't you be? Well, you, you know, know, that wasn't it, be. though. I think that that was, I have to be honest with you, I think that was a way in which to diminish the real conversation. Which is the diversity. Which is the diversity issue, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and that's really how I looked at that. And you know what's interesting is when that whole issue came up, I said, I'm not just going to talk the talk, I'm going to walk the talk as well. And so what we're doing through Careers in Entertainment, which is a new initiative that we have through our foundation, our Smith Family Foundation, is that we're reaching opportunity youth to educate them about all the different professions that are available in the entertainment business because our entertainment business can seem really exclusive. It can. Yeah. And so what we're doing this year 
is that we're reaching out to opportunity youth to educate them and give them hands-on experience with different aspects of, of uh, professions within the entertainment. And we're launching it in Brooklyn with 400 kids. Wow. And I'm so excited. We're going to have panelists um, where the kids can ask questions. We have like producers, we have writers, we have publicists. Um, and then they will experience what it's like to work a camera or a boom operator or understand how to create story through storyboards. How so, would people, I'm thinking, this is, I think, really fascinating idea to do. Yes. And actually way past the notion of educational because what you're trying to do is give them an education. Right. Maybe in an area they don't even know they want to be attached to Absolutely. yet. Absolutely. How can they find out about it? CIETour.org. Yeah. Simple enough. Simple enough. Simple enough to do yeah. that. Yeah. So we hope to reach about 3,000 kids this year. We have six other cities that we'll go to this year. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll create, as we go along, we want to become a network, uh, you know, a place where young people can find job opportunities and, and, and get educated. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get Jaden on Gotham, you know, <laughs> whatever the Batman You know, all of that can happen. That's right. But the thing is, you do these kinds of things, and you, the way you're describing being 18 and going out into that world yeah. and to being in L.A., how different is Jada now oh. than that 18-year-old? What, what is the difference between the two of you? I'm saying two of you. You're the same one, but now I'm thinking of all those people in your head. Yeah, yeah. let me tell you, worlds apart. Really? Worlds apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, the 18-year-old Jada was... You know, that she had one foot still in the streets and one foot believing that she could be far more than what was for her mm -hmm. on those streets. And I, and I have to be honest with you. I mean, when you look at my life on paper, I shouldn't be here. I should be in jail or dead, you know. And along the way, thank goodness, I had programs. I had Baltimore School for the Arts and mentors, people that just along the way just kept reminding me of my possibility and kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me until finally I got to a place that I understood I am far more than that. I can be far more. I can do more for my community than being on those streets and acting crazy. So I can act crazy, crazy? in Hollywood. Thank you very much. <laughs> You can do that. Well, this is the first time you've been on the show, so you don't know that it always ends in song. It does. What it does. song? Will Anything. It end? I want something that's in your head that just spontaneously erupts from you. Really? Yes. Uh, yes. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Uh. Yay! That was it. Nobody has sung that yes, <laughs> in all this nice. time. It's a delight to have met you and oh, to talk to you. It was very so nice much to fun. Meet I'm you. touching her again. I've lost everything. <laughs> I have no Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.